0: Hello and welcome to The 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest. My name is Sam Clements and this is the podcast that celebrates films with a 90 minute or less runtime. In each episode, a guest will select a film and join me to add to our ongoing fictional film festival. Usually. Today, we've got a bonus episode for you, as we're currently on a pre-Christmas break. 2020 hasn't been easy, and we wanted to have some time off to relax before going into the holiday season. We're also making some new episodes of our other podcast, The Holiday Season. Check that out wherever you get your pods the 90 minutes or less film fest will be back in a couple of weeks and we've got some really fab new guests including al horner from the great script apart podcast and kim joy from the great british bake-off in amongst our upcoming episodes we'll do a new year special and we'd love to answer some questions from our listeners it can be anything at all we'd love to hear from you just tweet us at 90minfilmfest or email us on 90minfilmfest at gmail.com and now for our main event We were lucky enough to talk to comedian Nick Helm on this very podcast earlier this year. Nick joined us to talk about Sam Raimi's Army of Darkness. But before we got into that movie, he mentioned that he'd recently spent a whole day watching the Police Academy films. Six of the seven Police Academy movies are under 90 minutes long, and we thought that just about qualifies for a mini-podcast. The Police Academy series started in 1984 with Police Academy and then ran until Police Academy Colon, Mission to Moscow, in 1994. Seven movies in ten years.
1: And now, Nick Helm. Uh, on, the, on lockdown, I did all, all seven Police Academy films in one day. Because <laughs> I, I, I thought, I don't think I've seen Police Academy 6 and I have never seen all of 7. And then you watch them all in a row and you go, no, every single Police Academy film has its own identity, its own story. You know, they're all, they, uh, what's surprising about Police Academy films is that they're all trying to do something different. And that was the thing. That, like, like, they've got such a bad reputation, but I think that there's been a lot worse films that have been made since. The first four are good films until Steve Gutenberg goes. And, the, and then the fifth one is kind of a valiant effort because they tried to make another one without him. And then the sixth one is like really scaled down because they went, all right, we can't do the budget. We tried with five to do an equal budgeted Police Academy movie. Didn't work. So now we'll do a low budget Police Academy film with the sixth one. And then uh, that's one a year from 1984
2: to 1989.
1: Wow. So they did like one Police Academy film a year for six years. And then the, you know, the sixth one is terrible and it's really low budget and it's not, it's, it's not a good film. And then they have a five-year gap and then they do Police Academy 7 in 1994. And, um, and the reason they did that was because it was the first American film to be filmed in Russia. Wow. And, and the Russians loved Police Academy. <laughs> and so they had a deal where basically all of these Russian comedians get parts in the Police Academy film, but all the Russian comedians are circus comedians so you have all of these circus scenes in peace academy 7 because they're using uh, russian uh, comedians and it's a really interesting weird film because it, it, it's not a good film peace academy 7 is pretty terrible but it's this weird film where you know they had this opportunity to make it's like it, it's a historical film it's the first american film to be filmed in uh, russia uh, uh, or you know, after the cold war so even that has got some, some validity to it. And there, but that was, that was the example where it's sort of like you're watching them and you're like going, well, how long is this one? Well, the first one is something like 80, 84 minutes. Second one is 82 minutes. Third one is 80 minutes. Fourth one is 79 minutes or something like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so you're kind of like going, all right. And, um, and they're sort of like, they go, they're all around the 80, they're all between 79 minutes. I think Police Academy 7 is 70 minutes. But they're all around kind of like mid to late seventy to mid eighty minute mark, and so they're sort of like when you say I did all of the police academy films in one day, it's kind of like it didn't actually take that long. You know, how long did that take? It took like seven like altogether. It would have been about
0: twelve hours. You could start after lunch and comfortably fit that in.
1: You could fit that in, in and uh, yeah, in a twelve-hour period, you know, you could you could fit that in, but also. It's a very much a franchise of two halves, where you've got the four Steve Gutenberg films, which all have recurring characters. They have. I know that we're now talking about the police academy films, but I've been on my own for <laughs> weeks.
2: <laughs> um, I think they're
1: on topic because they're all
0: under ninety minutes. We're all good.
1: <laughs> but um, but the thing about the it, it, what people think of as the police academy films. There's only really one film out of the whole franchise which does it, and that's Police Academy Four, because if you think about all the elements from Police Academy, you know you've got Mahoney, and you've got Tackleberry, and you've got Callahan, and you've got Captain Harris or Sergeant Harris, and you've got Proctor, uh, and you've got um, uh, did I say Callahan? You've got Callahan, you've got Zed, uh, and you've got uh, Sweet Chuck, who's the who's the little nerdy guy. But you've also got the other uh, nerdy guy, who's like the bigger nerdy guy. Um, uh, And so you've got all these elements, but they're not all in the same film until the fourth film. So Captain Harris is the main bad guy for the first film, but then he's not in it for the second two films. And then he only returns in the fourth film. But Proctor's not in the first film. He's in the second film. Um, And he uh, doesn't get teamed up with Captain Harris until the fourth film. And so then you go, right, well, that's the, that, that those in my head, what the bad guys were, was Captain Harris and uh, Proctor. And you go, well, no, because they were only introduced to with each other the fourth film in. And they're the guys that are up, with, uh, up against Mahoney. And that's the last film that Mahoney's in. So Mahoney's only really kind of uh, up against those guys. His head doesn't get introduced into the second film, but he's a bad guy. And he's only a good guy in the third film. Now Callahan isn't in the second film. She's uh, reintroduced in the, second fi- in the third film. So it's kind of like there's all of these things where it's just like what you think of as classic Police Academy really only existed in Police Academy 4. All is, uh, police Academy 4 is that...
0: It's the apex. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's where everything converged and then it started deteriorating again. It's like everything came together in the fourth film where you go, oh, we know what we're doing now. But it, well, that was interesting. I mean, you know, um, they're better films than people give them credit for. I'm not saying that they're amazing, but they're better. The first film, I laughed out loud all the way through, and then uh, and it's only really until the fifth film. And the problem with the fifth film is that the guy that they get to as the Mahoney replacement is deeply unlikable. Uh, but also because Mahoney's not there, you end up giving characters like Tackleberry and Jones plot and so they're now they've got now got like expositional dialogue where you go no 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 you're you're the guy that does the sound effects you're not you're not meant to be emoting you're not meant to be acting you're not meant to be giving us sort of like character development and uh, exposition you're kind of like you're there for one job and so without Mahoney being the straight guy they kind of like uh, divvy up all of kind of like his his scenes amongst the rest of the and it and it and it doesn't work that well, but it's not a complete write off, but it doesn't work that well. And you, and you kind of like go, it's a valiant effort, it's a valiant failure. Uh, Mission, my uh, Assignment Miami Beach, Police Academy 5, uh, which is the only one out of all of them that I saw at the cinema, it's sort of like a valiant effort. The, when you watch them all in a day, I mean, I watch them all in a day. <laughs> I've clearly brainwashed myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I listen to this back and I think, what were you talking about? But when you watch them all in one day, they suddenly all start making sense. And you can sort of see the rationale But behind every every decision. And at the end of the day, for a franchise which is so sort of like shat upon and maligned and, you know, it doesn't have a good reputation, it's amazing how memorable all of those characters are, mm. you know. You could probably list five Place Academy characters if you had seen the films in like 10, 20 years, you know, since, uh, you know, since they were being repeated on TV when we were at school, you know, it's kind of miraculous for a, a franchise which is as hated as that to be that memorable and to have characters that last as long. My favourite fact about Police Academy 4, the actor that uh, uh, G.W. Bailey uh, that played uh, Captain Harris when he, met the, when he met the actor that played Proctor Uh, They became best friends, and they were best friends for life. And you watch the extras, and they're talking about how they're best friends, and it's so sweet. You go, oh! So some good came out of it, you know. (laughs) And the the other thing is, on the DVD extras, Mahoney's uh, Steve Guttenberg's come back to do the 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 extras, even though he left the franchise. Amazing. He came back. He came back to do the extras, and everyone is just sort of like, he's sort of he's got he's got like. like A-list star appeal. Like everyone is sort of like gravitates towards him and he says something nice about everyone he does interviews with and it's great and he's acting like he's the... And you go, we well, Steve Guttenberg. He kind of went to direct a, TV, to direct a cable after a while. But, uh, but it's just this really sweet reunion where you're watching all of these people. And yeah, I, yeah. anyway, I've got, I, what I learned was that I really, even if the film's got shit, I really loved those actors, you know, and I really loved that gang, and they clearly really loved working with each other, and I think that that's really uh, infectious. And so I will stick up for the police
2: academy film.
0: That's that's a it's a passionate defence. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I think, uh, yeah, anyway, we're not here
2: to talk about. <laughs>
0: You have made me want to have a check them out um, more than I've I've ever felt the need to.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but you have to block off sides a day, and then you have to watch them all in a day, and then you've done them. Yeah, you don't have to do them ever again. <laughs> right? Check them off I'm list. Probably, I'll never watch Police Academy Seven again for the rest of my life. Right? It's got Ron Perlman, Christopher Lee, Claire Ffolliani. Right? It's got like it's so weird, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll never watch it ever again. But I might watch the first four.
0: And there you have it, a big thank you to Nick Helm for joining us, and if you'd like to listen to more from Nick, head over to our Army of Darkness episode from May 2020 to hear us discuss his favourite film of all time! There's a link in the show notes. And that's it for this mini-episode, thank you for listening, we'll be back in mid-December. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. You can also listen on our website, 90minfilmfest.com. You can contact us there, or on Twitter and Instagram, at 90minfilmfest. The podcast is produced by Louise Owen and me, Sam Clements. The show is edited by Louise Owen, with sound mixing and additional editing by Luke Smith. Our music is by Martin Ostwick, and our artwork is by Sam Gilby. Stay safe. See you soon!
2: are a proud member of the Stripped Media Network.